0: Have you ever considered having another child? Hi, my name is Felice Gerwitz and One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in marriage to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans and eventually we made a decision to have more children and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available on Amazon in print and Kindle. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwis Hey friends, this is Felice Skurwitz with an episode of A Few Minutes with God Podcast.com. You can find the show notes for episode 94, Overcoming Religious Persecution, on the website A Few Minutes with God podcast.com. I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels, and the book One More Child. To download a free chapter, go to Mediaangels.com to find out more. Well, who would have thought that religious persecution would come to the shores of America? We know about persecution happening to all faiths in foreign lands, but on our soil. So, on in this episode, we're going to take a brief look at the persecution of the church in the first century and how our hope rests in Christ because He has risen. You know, as we read the scriptures after the death of Jesus, we learn that the Jews who believed in Christ and ultimately— were called Christians, were persecuted in ways we can't even imagine. Religious persecution came in the form of abuse, verbal and physical, and it also came in the shunning of people in crowds, shouting and so much more. Yet every time we read about religious persecution, we're given a sign of hope and assurance that only comes from the Holy Spirit. While the church thrived in the early years, it was in the midst of adversity. And I'm going to go back to the scriptures in a minute, but I just want to do a little aside here that every time I turn on the news, I feel like Christians are being persecuted. Um, Let's start with looking at the universities and campuses around, um, you know, our U.S. states. And we find so much liberalism and so much of a downplaying of any kind of uh, Christianity or any forms of Christianity. And if people go on campus and try to speak, they're shouted down, they're told that they're not welcome, even if they've been invited by a core group. And so we have to look at that. We have to look at the persecution that is happening today. And we have to look at that in light of the scriptures. You know, in Acts twenty-five through thirteen fifty-two, and it's way too long to read on this um, on this audio. But when Christianity broke away from Judaism, the religious and state authorities targeted the believers on both sides. Paul and Barnabas were expelled from Antioch, and like I said, you can read the full version. But I wanted to highlight certain things. When Barnabas and Saul were set off. First of all, they returned from their mission, and they went back to Jerusalem. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke to them. So there's a really um, key point I wanted to mention, and that is praying and fasting. We forget how powerful that is in our lives when we pray and fast during Lent Um, The 40 days before Easter, we may fast from one thing, or we may fast from eating meat on Fridays, but a true fast when you're praying specifically for something would be to pray to the Lord and say, you know, is there some food I should avoid? And then avoid that food as you are praying. So every time you want to go toward, um, let's say that piece of chocolate for me anyway, or whatever that is that you want to eat, you're going to remember the reason you're not eating it and go back to prayer. But at that time they prayed and fasted and the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So through this prayer and fasting, the Lord spoke through the Holy Spirit and directed them. And then after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. So not only were they praying and fasting, but they were laying their hands on them and praying in the spirit. If you want to know more about that, look at the charismatic renewal um, or uh, praying in tongues to understand more. So in Antioch on the Sabbath, They entered the synagogue, and they read from the law of the prophets. So they were reading from the scriptures, and the leaders of the synagogue sent word saying, Brothers, if you have a word of exhortation for the people, please speak. So they did. Paul stood up and said, Fellow Israelites and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose our ancestors. He made The people prospered during their stay in Egypt, and with his mighty power, he led them out. So, for 40 years, as we know, they endured hardships in the wilderness, and then he overthrew the nations in Canaan and gave them that land. And all that took 450 years. And as we know, the people asked for a king, and he gave them Saul from the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled for forty years. And then the scriptures also talk about Saul and his failures, and that of his sons. Then King David, as we know, who um, you know started out as a good king, and then you know back in the day they had all the concubines and you know, whatever pretty much they wanted. And verse 22 states, After removing Saul, he made David their king, and God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. But we know that that David was a fallible man. However, from this fallible man came the descendant of Israel, and that is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, you know, these are things that I I want to share with you, friends, that it it gives us hope. It gives us hope as Christians, because sometimes we think as Christians, we have to be perfect and we have to, you know, do everything we're supposed to do and cross our, our T's and dot our I's. But as Christians, God is the one who has redeemed us. And basically, we just have to pray, follow him and just ask him To come into our hearts. You know, John the Baptist preached repentance and baptism to all, and he said, Who do you suppose that I am? I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one coming after me whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. And as it continues, Jesus brought us the message of salvation, and the people of Jerusalem. And their rules condemned him, which was a fulfillment of the prophets. They had no crime to try him with, yet they crucified him anyway. And again, this sounds so much like today, you know, that the religious right is persecuted. There isn't crimes that are perpetuated against them, but more so lies. And even with our Lord, he, he died, but God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen by those who traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, and they were the eyewitnesses. There are so many things that have happened in the scriptures, and by going back and reading them, especially those passages I mentioned to you a bit earlier, and those are Acts 12, 25, through 1352, and please read them in the entirety, and you will see um, different aspects of this, and for example, it says, we, we tell you the good news, what God promised our ancestors. He has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus, as it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today, I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay, and God said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David, so it is also stated elsewhere. You will not let your Holy One see decay. And so, you know, David served his purpose, and even though um, Paul and Barnabas were basically asked to leave, you know, at the beginning, people invited them to speak further, and then the congregation was dismissed, and many of the Jews and devout converts followed Paul and Barnabas. But then some of them began to worry and to doubt. On the next Sabbath, against the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy, and they began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God. To you, since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Friends, we know that faith is open to all who want to hear, and, you know, God allows those who turn a deaf ear to have that free will. We are given free will to decide if we are going to accept God or not. And, you know, we have to look at this answer at the time to religious persecution. We look at the example of Paul and Barnabas, and they were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. They were not angry or resentful. They did not fear or despair. Why? Because God was with them. And in them, we know that true joy, the kind that surpasses all understanding, comes from the one true God. The Romans did not offer their citizens religious liberties, and the Christians would be killed for rejecting the pagan faith of the Romans. And this is what is happening on our own shores today. If you want to stand up for your faith, you will be persecuted. It has become more difficult to take religious exemptions for your beliefs. Religious persecution is happening today. The liberties of Christians are attacked, and we know that. We turn on the news and we can hear this 24-7. And if you are conservative, conservative, you are considered narrow-minded, bigoted, or worse. Many Christian speakers have been run off college campuses, as I mentioned earlier. They're not allowed to present an opposing view, which I find ironic, in a place where we should be able to express our differences. Political parties are at each other's throats, and our rights to claim religious exemption are being thwarted. Did you know that it is extremely difficult to get any kind of religious exemption, but you can get a medical one? So, you know, it it gets to the point now where things are being voted into law, and we're not even aware of it. Our politicians are not re- representing us as they should. Um, There was recently a bill that, you know, some of these um, places, these religious liberty places are keeping track of these things and they're bringing lawsuits, you know, against um, some of these bills that are being um, perpetuated to take away our religious freedoms. In fact, recently, and as I record this in 2019, there was something um, that was being passed in the Congress that was going to further limit our religious um, rights, you know, especially on exemptions. And for this, I'm talking about whatever you feel about, you know, vaccinations and things like that. It used to be you could take a religious exemption um, from receiving vaccines. And now you cannot. Recently, my daughter um, went to her third year of college and she was required to have uh, one of the vaccines that, and it said bas- basically in the documentation, you could not take a religious exemption. Um, for this vaccine. And she did not have um, any kind of medical reason why she could not uh, receive that vaccine. So she ended up having to get it. But when our rights are being thwarted because of, you know, our uh, religious freedoms being taken away, we have to take note. The good news is we have hope. We should not worry or fear, just like Paul and Barnabas, whose lives were on the line. You know, they trusted the providence of God. John 10, 28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall not perish. And friends, this is what I'm going to pray for us. Dear Lord, you gave us a wonderful example with the holy men and women who preached the good news. You promised not to abandon us. You promised to provide. You promised to give us eternal life. I am so grateful, Lord, for your providence for your protection, and for your word that remains with us in the Holy Scriptures. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, that we have the Bible to read, to learn from, and to enjoy. I ask you, Lord, to protect our religious freedoms and our human rights of the born and unborn. I ask you to watch over us, our families, our friends. I ask you, Lord, to hear the prayers we pray today. Please, Lord, provide for all we pray for. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on a afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.